0: Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family marriage podcast. You can find more relationship insights at focusonthefamily.com slash marriage podcast.
1: There's a really interesting, fascinating uh, theory that says that the order uh, in which you're born affects your personality. And I've got to admit. It seems to be generally true. I am a firstborn. I was taught how to be responsible and timely and considerate. High achiever. I am just just all of those. I'm not better than anybody else, although I think sometimes I think (laughs) I am by virtue of being the first. Um, if you apply this to marriage, uh, it really can help you understand your spouse's personality. That's what we found. I'm John Fuller, along with two marriage experts, both firstborn, Greg and Erin Smalley. No, you're not both firstborn. Who's, uh... Uh, I'm
2: firstborn okay. male. In- because you're a middle child,
0: yeah. and I'm a baby girl in our family okay so it's it's very different it's it's interesting because I totally see what for you to even say you're a firstborn male you are but you you connect a lot with being a middle child yeah for sure you have many of the
2: characteristics nothing in life is fair yeah Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and for Ever. a baby,
0: everything is fair. Yeah. I often say that for, all. for
1: babies, you just got to make it all up because you, in, in my family, eh, never mind.
2: Let's go ahead and listen to the guy that put this
1: concept on the map, as far as I know, uh, Dr. Kevin Lehman. He has written and spoken about this topic for years. He's done all sorts of research and speaking and writing about the birth order. And this is really going to help you better understand you and your spouse. Well, I was sitting in a college classroom, and
3: my professor uh, was talking about the firstborn child. And he described the firstborn as organized, doesn't like surprises, reliable, conscientious, a list maker, an achiever. There's a right way to do things. I said, oh, my goodness, he just described my sister. And then he went to the middle child. Opposite from the firstborn. Yeah, check. Uh, Hard to pin down plays off of what's ever above in the family, a mediator, a negotiator, huge with loyalty and friendships. Hmm. And I thought, oh, my goodness, just described my brother. And yet my brother was an A student like my older sister, okay? So he was the firstborn male, let me point that out, as well as the middle child. So both attributes. Yes. And then he went to the baby, and that was the clincher for me, (laughs) attention-getting, Uh, fun-loving, never met a stranger, could sell dead rats for a living. Uh, Well, listen, one of my claims to fame is I talked my way into Disney World.
1: (laughs) That's pretty good.
3: Now, check this out. Not one ticket, not two, but nine. Don't tell Disney World. I I won't. Let's keep this a secret, but I'll tell you. you, Okay,
1: have you ever paid them back for that? (laughs) A lot of publicity right there in the mention. Well, really, I
3: mean, uh, babies have the skill... To sell dead rats for a living. In the business world, your CEOs are your presidents, your accountants, your engineers are your firstborn children. Anything where technology pays off huge, you're most likely to find the firstborn. Your entrepreneurs in the business world, Donald Trump, uh, Steve Forbes, Bill Gates Jr. I mean, I know he's a college dropout, but the guy did pretty good. His middle child. So middle children tend to roll differently than the rest of the flock. Babies, charming, could sell dead rats for a living, like I said, uh, got away with murder, most likely to retain their pet name. Her name might be Mary Lou, but everybody still calls her Buffy, you know. Uh, So it's interesting to me how all these cubs come out of the same den, and yet they're all unique. Now, today, we're having smaller families. So we have a lot of only children who are step cousins, so to speak, to the firstborns, there everything we said the firstborns are only put the word super in front of it, ah. super conscientious, super reliable, mm. super you know, they're little adults by age seven, mm. and so a lot of families like we we have five kids, but we've got an only child in that five. Well, how do you do that? Well, there's variables that affect birth order. Well, Big gauge gaps, for example, set that right. up. Let me ask you this question, that, that 80-20 rule. Do you find that, um, because some people will say, well, that's not me. I'm first born, but I act like a last born. Is, does that happen, and how frequent is that? It happens all the time. And the variables of birth order, you really have to understand the variables, or you won't grasp what we're talking about today. The variables are sex, number one. You have five kids in the family. One of them is a male. There's something special about one child in the family. So that kid could be in the second, third, fourth, or even fifth position and still have firstborn-like qualities. Because of his his or her because gender. Because of their gender. Okay. Right. Then you have age gaps. A five-year age gap between same-sex kids, you would draw another line in a family. So that's where it splits off. Okay? Well, let let me ask you about that. So there's five kids in my family. I'm the fifth born, the last born, uh-huh. but I'm six years from my closest sister. Right they're all one year apart. Yeah. So what category would that be? You're firstborn son. Are okay. you the president of Focus on the <laughs> Family, or, or did I not hear John Fuller right? Are you the boss? Okay. Are yeah. you the boss? Uh, well. Bo- are you the boss? Answer the I've question. I've got the You're title. The I've got the title. I don't know. <laughs> Actually, you see Jane's, what I'm saying? Jane's the boss. But do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. That gap sets those things up. Our youngest, little Lauren, is very creative uh, and creative very detailed oriented and she's the baby of the family but she's a functional only child so again only children do logarithms in their head at age seven i mean they're advanced from the rest of us but i would think especially you know in my case i would say i i'm average in those kind of discipline categories but i'm more extroverted i like uh, people but that's the influence of those sisters above you okay we're always affected by what's above us in the family not what's beneath us
1: You know, it's not so cut and dried that firstborns always or that lastborns always. I appreciated how Kevin was able to listen to Jim and kind of speak into his circumstances. There are all sorts of variations here. Um, It's probably, I I think, it's really helpful for any couple to understand where they're at in terms of the birth order and what that means for them. Now, you two both have done extensive counseling and premarital counseling. So, uh, Erin, is it a good idea for couples to kind of understand their own personalities and that birth order and uh, take some
0: tests? 100%. Okay. Often when I talk to people about a personality assessment, they'll say, oh, that's putting someone in a box and, you know, and I don't want to be labeled. But the truth is that finding out who am I really and what do I bring to the table? Understanding this is part of who I am. I cannot tell you, I didn't take a personality test until I was a sophomore in college. Mm-hmm. And I will never forget how eye-opening it was to me because I was very. my personality was very different than my family. I was adopted and um, I just always noticed there were some very different personalities going on in our home. And taking a personality test allowed me to go, huh, that is who I am. That describes me. And so, walking into marriage, it helped me to understand that this is who I am. This is what I'm bringing to the table, and it's going to be different for Greg. And understanding his personality has been transformational for me hmm. in our relationship.
2: She she gets me now. She under <laughs> she understands me. You know, it makes me think about my dad. Um, he was a marriage expert, counselor, author, speaker, and what he always used to say to young couples, is that you need knowledge and skills, knowledge and skills, knowledge and skills. And actually, what's amazing about a personality test, it, it does that exactly. It gives you knowledge and skills. The knowledge is, as Aaron was talking about, it'll give you guys awareness of, of your characteristics and your traits and in, in how you like to show up and what you do and what you need and want and all those differences, how you communicate. And that's powerful. That's knowledge. And that's gonna go a long ways in helping you to understand your spouse. Mm -hmm. But the skill part is, okay, so now how do we manage these differences based on our personality? What do we need to do? And so the skill part becomes, okay, as an extrovert, for Aaron, as an introvert, for me, you know, when when we're talking about you know the weekend plans, how do we work through that? How do we talk through that? I know now that how important that is for Aaron. So I, based on that knowledge, then we can negotiate. Okay, let's let's do two nights to where we'll be with people. Let's leave one night where it's just us, yeah. home alone, chilling out together, whatever. And, and so you really need that knowledge and skills and that's the benefit of taking a personality assessment. Yeah. And actually we we use a great one. It's it's the DISC, the D-I-S-C mm-hmm. and, and my dad and John Trent wrote a whole book. The Four Friends. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And you can actually take that assessment by coming to our website and in the show notes we'll give you a link so you can take that with your spouse. Mm -hmm. And I promise you, you will never work out. You're going to have so much fun talking about those differences.
1: Well, there are so many different uh, assessments and, you know, we've really zeroed in with the conversation with Kevin Lehman on the birth order. And I've got to say that's really helpful. I mean, this is an area where Dean and I are both wired the same. We're both kind of firstborns. Um, I say kind of because she's not actually, but she's just functionally a firstborn. <laughs> so we both, when we have conflict, that's what it's about. We're both pretty strong about you want your way So yeah. um, get a copy of this book from Focus on the Family when you make a donation of any amount to the ministry today, and it'll help you understand better how you're wired and. Uh, the tendencies you have uh, in your birth order position and your spouse's as well. It'll be a great tool for you, and I think it'll be a lot of fun to work through all that um and talk about it. We also have a free marriage assessment. It doesn't tell you your personality style, but it does point out some areas of growth and some areas that you're doing well in as a couple. About a million people have taken that so far. So please invest a few minutes and learn as Greg was saying, you know, knowledge and skills. That's what it's about. We're here for you, and if you have any questions or if you'd like to donate and uh, get that book, our number is 800 the letter A in the word family or As Greg said, we'll have links and also a link to that um, personality style test uh, in the show notes. More from Dr. Lehman next time. For now, I'm John Fuller. On behalf of Greg and Aaron and the rest of the team, thanks for joining us today for the Focus on the Family Marriage podcast.